podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are listening to the RAP podcast, the Welsh Regional Rugby Appreciation Pod, where we try to cover all the important issues on and off the field in Welsh Regional and National Rugby. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, all of that information is at the end, so you'll just have to bear with us and get to that bit. In the meantime, enjoy this week's show. Hello and welcome to another bonus pod from RAP. Joining me today is Jamie and Carwin. How are we, gents? Good, thank you. In shock. In shock. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no Reese with us today. Reese can't make it today, but um, we, we're going to crack on and just every now and again, one of us is going to say, did you see the Cardiff against the Sharks game? And then it will feel like Reese is still in the room and we can just kind of go from there. So, just had the announcement of uh, Gatland's first. Um, shall I call him Gatland or shall I call him Garland, Jane? Which do you feel more comfortable with? I quite like the Garland reference. I mean, that's a very Welsh <laughs> Twitter, Facebook typo, isn't it? Warren Garland. Warren Garland. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I've had a quick look at, at, at the squad. What do you make of it, gents? Well, I mean, there's obviously some shock omissions there, aren't there? You know, uh, Morgan Morris and Nicky Smith from the Ospreys, uh, to name a couple. Ross Moriarty as well. I'm I'm very surprised he he didn't get sort of called up there. Um, I know there's only, only I think a few Scarlets players in there. Six Blues. My my uh, prediction of 14 Ospreys came true, um, which has taken nearly our whole team away. Um, I mean, you know, when we've got games coming up such as Munster, uh, Benetton, to name a few in the, in a few coming weeks, but. Yeah, in general, I think it's a, a cracking squad. I think there's some absolute firepower there in the backs. Um, um, I think the forwards uh, are going to be looking quite strong. And it's great to have, like I said, Teddy Williams, who was expecting that. Uh, I don't think any of us were. Um, Reese Davis, great to have him in. Dav Jenkins as well. Christ uh, Jinduna. Um, Patchell's in mm-hmm. as well. Um, Owen Williams. Can I just say Teddy great. Williams is not in the squad, Carly? Yes, he is. He is. Is he? I, where is yeah. he? I can't see. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. beg your pardon. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Twitch, Twitter oh, would have had you there, Jamie. Cut that Jamie. out. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Uh, Lee, Lee, you have to leave that in. I'm sorry. No, yeah. cut it out, please. <laughs> sorry, Jamie got mistake. something wrong. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, I know. Sorry, do apologise. <laughs> both both adapt to playing to uh, 10, 12 and 15. Uh, so you can see you know, see why they're in. Obviously, Owen Williams has been running the game lovely for the Ospreys. Half Penny's back. Um, well, well, I said the big thing, like I said, like we've mentioned earlier, was uh, Leon Brown and and, and Dylan. What let's, has happened there? Let's let's talk about props and front rows, then, because you know we've been saying for a long time, tight end is is the weakest area in Welsh rugby at the minute. Front row isn't exactly, you know, we're not brimming with massive amounts of talent. Um, so what do we? I mean, Win Jones came on for Scarlets. Had half a game. You did said okay. he was like a pie. Yeah, and it, but he didn't. You know, I said I said this last week. I said, "Do you put him back in?" And my feeling was no. To be honest, I know he's a class player, but half a game against a second-rate team, and you're back into the Welsh squad. That doesn't feel right. Um, that's it. That's why I think you know Gatlin knows his players as well. He knows. The type, like which is why I think Aaron Wainwright's back in there as well. 
as mm-hmm. Wayne Jones. Um, but I, I'm still, I, I, I'm just, I can't fathom why Nicky Smith is not in that squad. I really can't. He has been mm-hmm. the form prop uh, in yeah. Wales. But then we've got Leon uh, Brown and Dylan Lewis. Who haven't been seen since, oh, I don't yeah. know, you tell me. I but that's what I was going to mention about um, this squad. So, normally, when you look at a squad, there's always a name that jumps out to you, isn't it? You know, it's like, you go, oh, right, okay. I couldn't believe that Leon Brown's in there. Because, you know, we've had the Dragons stressing to us for months that Leon Brown, they're not going to rush him back. He's not fit. They want to bring him back when he's ready. But all of a sudden, he's in the Wales squad. And it's mm. like, oh, right, okay. I mean, that was the one name I really did not expect to see in that yeah. Wales squad was Leon Brown. Um, well, when you look at the others who are unlucky to miss out, I mean, you talk about Nicky Smith there. For some reason, his face doesn't fit with Wales, does it? And I really don't know why. He's a fantastic scrummager. I don't think he could have done any more. We've seen how good he's been. Not just know? scrummaging, but and, around um, the park as well. Exactly. But for some reason, his face does not fit with Wales at the minute. And it's baffling, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um all the others unlucky to miss out. I think that the Costello is pretty unlucky. Dane Blacker has been the best nine in Wales, I think. Mm, um, he, 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 doesn't get, he doesn't get lucky. But you talk about Morgan Morris there as well. And I don't know a lot of Ospreys fans are really angry about that. Well, what about Morgan Morris, Morgan Morris? I didn't include him in my Wales squad because I had a feeling he'd miss out. And I did say, and you can go back and listen to the previous pods, don't be surprised if Aaron Wainwright gets selected. Did, I, I did say you. that. I, I called it. Why? Because he's a Gatlin favourite. And I think why he's got the edge over Morgan Morris is because of his versatility. The fact that he can play blindside, open side and at number eight. And I, I think that's why he's been brought in. Well, um, from, you know, from a Dragons point of view, four players, that's more than what I thought. And, you know, Bradley Roberts in there. I'm really pleased ben about Ka- that. Ben Carter not been in a bit of a shock? He's still injured. No, not he? really. No, no, he, he played last week. He came off. Uh, he? he came off the bench. Yeah, so he is back, but maybe it was just a bit too soon. Um, I, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, those are the standout players for me. You know, for for me, uh, yeah. So as a blindside number eight, we don't have an out and out blindside in that in that squad. You got Wainwright who plays eight and blindside. You got Shunza who plays open side, blindside, and. Uh, second row. You've got Tiprick, Raphael and Morgan, who all play open. Um, and you've got Falatau, number eight. Now, what that says to me is, is when you put that there together with three kicking nines and three kicking tens, that that tells me what kind of game we're going to play already. We, we aren't mm-hmm. going to be playing and anything outside of 12 may as well take a pack of sandwiches and a flask because that ball ain't coming out unless the opposition kick it to us. Yeah. So, Hardy, I can't see why Hardy's in there. You know, I, I said on the pod a couple of weeks ago, if if Hardy leaves the Scarlets, I don't think we'd be worse off for it. You know, he's he's in because he's a kick in nine. Reese Webb is the highest percentage kick in nine in the URC. And Thomas Williams... But Webb's accurate. He's very accurate. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you look at you look at what what you've got. You look at how uh, uh, Webb's kick percentage that they recover, and it's quite low. Yeah, the same as Hardy. Hardy doesn't play a kicking game for the Scarlets. That's why he's hardly ever selected. You know, bigger, 
when when Bigger was playing under Gatland before, was a kick in ten. Patchell is there because he's a kick in ten, and and Owen Williams can play expansive, same as Patchell, but they're primarily kick in tens. So looking at that. I, well, I'd say we're going to play quite a tight game, especially with Mason Grady. If if we put Mason Grady or Kieran Williams at, at twelve, you know it's 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 that Jamie Roberts Warren Ball mark two. That's, that's, that's uh, what is, I is that the is that the ploy though? Is that the ploy? Because I think we have got a lethal back line there. You know, um, will the forward stick up the job? You know, rumble forward and then unleash the backs so. within from the ten. Going um, going back to Wainwright though, you were talking earlier about them. You know. Blind side. Aaron Wainwright is actually a better blind side than he is a number eight. And don't forget, it was mm. Wayne Pivak who pushed Wainwright into being a number eight. So the question for me is what does Juan Gatlin see him as? Does he see him as that blind side open side like he was in the beginning for the Dragons? He sort of flitted between the two. Or is he going to use him as a number eight like, like Wayne Pivak? You know? mm. And he's always played a whale for Wales as well. As, uh, he's never yeah. had a bad game. I'm not surprised he's in there. I know a lot of people will be surprised there, but I'm not. I'm really not. Mm. But it's, it's definitely... It could have been him or him or um, Moriarty. You know, it was it was a toying cost. Mm. It's definitely two sevens in the back row, though. I think whichever way... Because Shinza's been playing seven uh, more recently. And like you say, Wainwright can play six, seven, eight. So whichever way we're going... In that back row, we're playing two two players who could play seven are, are playing six and seven. So it's a case of who do you put at six and who do you put at, at seven? And then who's your player to come on? You know, who covers... You've got Shinzer who can play all of the back five. You've got Wainwright who can play all of the back three. Do you know what I mean? It's it's It throws up some interesting selections, but... So my my question for you is: Do you play Alan Wynne Jones? Have you have you seen uh, Gatlin's interview uh, and what he said about the older players? What do you say? I haven't seen it yet. He said there's quite a few more experienced players in there who will need to manage their time. You know, they won't be playing lots of rugby, but they're there to manage their time and for their influence. So, you know, I I put Alan Wynne Jones in that definitely. Particularly with the likes of, let's say, David Jenkins, Reese Davis, uh, Teddy Williams, you know, and Adam Beard. I think Adam uh, Adam Beard is probably rock solid at, at, at four, and then five probably gets rotated. Um, but yeah, for me, there's there's a lot of young second rows in there who may not necessarily. Um, have the experience of Alan Wynne Jones, but certainly got the capability of playing better. Mm. Speaking of older players, though, Ken Owens has been in captain again. We did discuss that on the yeah. pod. Um, yeah, I've got no issue with that. I think that's fine. For me, it was always going to be Dan Bigger or Ken Owens, so we know he's going to be mm. started, Hucker. I mean, with Alan Wynne Jones, yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Is he going to start? Is he going to be used on the bench as he was through the autumn? I mean, if you're going on form, you're probably looking at Beard and Reese Davis, aren't you, to start yeah. in the I second mean, if you're on form? Um, the bench then if Ken's starting Dowie Lake gotta be Dowie Lake I think it depends on on the type of game he wants to play really because if we're gonna if he's playing a kick in um, a kicking game then line outs become really really important you know mm. really really important because when we're looking at um, 
which it, it quite quite often happens when when you come into as a coach when you come into a side and you would just want to kind of nail things down to start with so you play a tight game you focus on defense and you focus on a kick chase and the purpose of that kick chase is to push the opposition to the outsides of the pitch and drive them into touch restart from there sort of thing so if we're talking about who's the best line out hooker from Dewey Lake and Bradley Roberts yeah, I'd probably go Dewey Lake. But then if you're talking about who's better around the pitch, I'd go I'd put Bradley Roberts ahead of, of Dewey yeah. Lake. To so be honest, depends. I've expected Bradley Roberts to be that third choice. The the, mm. the top two at the minute are Ken Owens and Dewey Lake. As much as I love I mean, Bradley, I don't see him getting much game time in the six nations. I think he's there yeah. as backup, you know. No, and Dewey Lake's a bit of a powerhouse, but he's also a great turnover specialist. That looks good, I think. You know, I think he's up yeah, that absolutely. Street, doesn't he? Absolutely. Can you just confirm? I've just seen two squads, two versions. Lewis Rizamit in that squad. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the WRU page, Louis Rizamit mm-hmm. is in there. Yeah. Happy um, but then it's interesting where he figures in the uh, in the naming because it's not done. It's not done alphabetically. And you've got Halfpenny, Zamit, Liam Williams. So is he in as a fullback? Well, hey, hey, you never know. You know, because then uh, on the wing you've got, I'd say our number two wingers are Dyer and Adams. Yeah. With Cuthbert in there again. I can see Cuthbert being in the first team out of Dyer, see. I got a feeling because Gatland really likes Cuthbert, doesn't he? He's that big, strong way. I got a feeling it'll be Cuthbert mm. and Adams on the wing and either Liam Williams or half Penny at fullback. Hmm. It's, then, it's really interesting. It's really exciting to see who who he names as his first team. It's a yeah. tough choices, isn't it? Tough, tough choices. Hmm. Um, I'll be honest. I'm I'm surprised that Joe Hawkins has got a call. Because really, yeah. Why, why are you surprised? Because defensively, I, I've seen players just run over the top of him quite comfortably. And I, I thought I'm not surprised that Grady is in there because he's he's a big heavy lump, but. Yeah. Defensively, Joe Hawkins, I've got some real questions about it. Particularly, I mean, I can't see it happening, but Hawkins and Tompkins on the pitch together, that's quite a small centre pairing. I don't and, know, and Hawkins is six foot four. He's six foot four, he's a lump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so when uh, first game of the season, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, out injured, uh, Williams. Scarlet centre, um, who's out injured. Anyway, he just he he ran through Hawkins about four times, just uh, stand up, bang, straight through, uh, and not even a close to to a tackle. So that's that's my concern over him is putting him in there. Um, but he did great against Australia. He did. He had a good game. You know. Yeah. Um, and he and he's growing. He's growing in stature. As I see, you know, he played against Leinster. He's just played against Montpellier. And he wasn't found wanting. Like it was. There was a couple of times they went round the outside of him, mate. No, it's, no, they went round George me, North for that, right? No, well, yeah, I, I say George North, the outside centre. I, I still got issues around that, but then there isn't another out and out outside centre that's, you know, putting their hand up at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I got no problems with George North going forward. Like he's straight, he's direct, he's 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 what you want, but defensively. 
yeah, I, I I just think he gets found out too many times, and he's 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 found himself in a scramble defence more often than he needs to in defence. But let's say who else who else do you put there? Certainly from that squad. Um, okay, so but apart from like Moriarty, uh, Nicky Smith, and Morgan Morris, and obviously Dane Blacker. Okay, I'll give you four players. Who is your, any other big surprise omissions uh, today? Is there anyone you thought should have been in who hasn't uh, made the cut? I, I'd say there's a there's a lot of players who are playing okay. There's nobody playing, you know, massively out of their skin that should be in there. If that makes sense, there's a lot of players that you could toss a coin and go, well, he could be in or he could be in. So it, it's very much a fifty fifty call uh, on a lot of those players. But then I think once once you get to international level. Some players take to international level better than they do. But Hardy, if if you go on Hardy's club form, he's not an international player. But you put him on a, an international pitch, and he seems to go up another level, particularly with his kicking. Yeah. So you know, there's there's stuff like that that kind of go. And some players work better in different systems. You know, Aaron Wainwright hasn't had a pack in front of him that's stable and going forward. So, you know, if he's playing in a pack that's going forward as an attacking running six or eight or whatever, he's a different player compared yeah. to when when he's with the Dragons. So, well, I talked about his form. Um, look, he hasn't set the world on fire since he's returned from his injury for the Dragons. You know, he's been okay, but he, you know, he hasn't been brilliant or outstanding. But he's always been reliable for Wales, and it goes back to the Hardy thing, as you mentioned. You know, mm. when he plays for way, or some players are better for their country than they are for their club, aren't they? But I just yeah. want to give um, the number of players from each region in Gatland squads. I think this is quite interesting. So there's 14 Ospreys, there's eight from Cardiff, there's five from Scarlets, and there's four from the Dragons. And I got to say, I'm, you know, a bit surprised there was four Dragons. I thought it was only going to be two or three. Um but uh, five Scarlets, Lee. Was that what you was expecting, or more or less? What was your, um, uh... Yeah, I mean, I was expecting Blacker to be in ahead of Hardy. Um, yeah. And I thought on, on current form, I'd have put Joe Robertson ahead of Joe Hawkins, but they play different types of games. They, You know, Joe Roberts is a, a more expansive, creative uh, 13. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's about what I was... I wouldn't have put... Win Jones in, I'll be honest. Um, it's not uh, for me, he's just not back to where he, he was. But I think that mm. says more about the standard of props in Wales and well, standard do, of do, Roman Wales. Do you also think, um, you know, left field like standard in the recent weeks of the opposition each region has played? You know, obviously, we've played each other, Osprey's have played Leicester, Montpellier twice as well, and Leinster. Uh, you guys have played the Cheetahs, Pau, obviously the Regions, um, Zebra League, um, and who else you had on there, Jane? But I think, like, if he's looking and, and you're performing against teams right up there, you're really putting yourself more in the shop window. Well, that's with Fiddicky Smith. He destroyed the Leicester scrum. Well, yeah, you know, that, yeah. That's, that's the omission that's, I think, going to baffle a lot of people, isn't it? Um, that one for me, Win Jones over Nicky Smith. Now, I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. Now, I like Win Jones, a very good player, but the guy has literally mm. just come back. And yeah. it, like I said to you earlier, there is something about Nicky Smith 
that the Welsh management just go, nope, whether it's been Pivac or Gatland. And I, mm. I'd love to know what it is. What is it about him that they just don't like? Mm. I know, I know, it's shocking. Particularly, we've got two props in there that we've barely seen. I know the different sides of the scrum or what have you, but Leon Brown and Dylan Lewis, we've barely seen them all season. Whereas Nicky's yeah. search party is out. Is, the search party's still mm. looking, mate. That's, uh, I, it does baffle me a little that how you can how you can include players that are, you know, Reese Webb is in and Reese Webb went off injured in the the Ospreys game. So, you know, I don't see why you put players in there that you're not 100% confident on about they're going to turn up and they're going to play. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I know. So, Dane Blacker went off as well with a, a, a HIA and... Didn't and, and nobody saw what that hit. There wasn't like a massive head contact or anything. He was literally standing there, and the call came right HIA, and and he never came back on. But we were never told he's failed or passed his HIA, so maybe that's why he isn't in there. But yeah, I I just think there's too many players there that are not um fully yeah, not fit, fully fit. In, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, the, in the front row, in the front row, and we're we're going up against. An Irish team and a French team that can probably pick six front rows. Do you know what I mean? I'd uh, be comfortable. I'll tell you what I am worried about, and this is more of a Dragons issue more than anything else. So Ross Moriarty, now he's missed out in the autumn. He's missed out in the Six Nations, right? He seems out of favour at the moment for Wales, and I think he's been very good actually this season. I think he's carried Dragons really well. If he's out of favour, don't forget his contract is up now. He's out of contract. I've got an awful feeling he's going to leave the Dragons. If he's not in favour with Wales, he's going to go. And he, uh, Don't be surprised if he ends up playing in England or France. It's a big concern of mine now. Yeah. The fact he's out of favour and he's out of contract. And don't forget, Unless... we've lost Will Rowlands. We've lost Will Rowlands. And to lose Ross Moriarty and Will Rowlands would be an absolute disaster for the Dragons. It really would. Unless Gatlin's had a chat with him and said, you know, unless Gatlin's had a chat and said, look, you know, Ross, I know what you can do. Keep doing it. World Cup's coming up. You know, this isn't my last selection. But, I thought you know. he'd be in that squad. I'm not gonna. I, I expected Moriarty to be in there. Now he's not in there. I am a little bit worried from Dragons' point of view. If he's out of favour and out the contract, he's just gonna bugger this and earn new money in England and France. You know, that's but my concern. Isn't isn't he only like three or four caps away from the sixty cap anyway? I'm not sure exactly. He's, he's not far off. I don't think yeah. he's under it. The sixty cap. Oh, but I'm not sure. I'll have yeah, to look. I at think it. he's coming up close on it. And and for and like me, you said, with the contracts, I think it's a, sorry. I, I agree when you mentioned the contracts. I think it's probably the same with Nicky Smith. You know, there's so many mm. contracts up at the end of the season. Will he stay? Or go. There was rumours of him going uh, to Northampton, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so. Moriarty is on fifty four caps. Yeah, according so to Wikipedia. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. And Ospreys have got. I th- I think I saw the other day twenty four uh, players out of contract at the end of this season. Yeah. Uh, Scarlets, I think we've got about eighteen out of contract at the end of this season. So yeah, it, it's but at the same time, I wouldn't be. Um, I think we put too much emphasis on keeping some of the players who we probably could release. Uh, and and allow some of the younger players to come through, and I think that's the way Welsh rugby's got to go over the next couple of years. You know, you look at someone like Rhys Davis, who probably would have been held back, and you know, 
ease him into the squad sort of a thing where you've got someone like Alan jones and Bradley Davis there as your kind of your big hefty ball carrying second rows, whereas actually he's been forced into the side and has done very well, you know. So same as you know, um, so Joe Robertson at, at Scarlet, where we got you know four centres who were all injured, and and you bring somebody up early, and actually they turn out okay. So I wouldn't be too concerned about losing people, James, because there's going to be a lot of players around out of contract. Well, I, I've expected it. Yeah, there's going to be big players moving on, but I am worried about mm. it. And I think it would be a big blow for the Dragons. He is one of our best mm. players, and like I said, to lose Rollins and Moriarty, I think it would be a massive blow for the Dragons. It really would. So, um, okay, I'll keep an eye on that situation. So, one of the positions that um, you were saying uh, emissions and what have you earlier, Car, that just come to my head uh, when we're talking about contracts as well. So, yeah. outside half, um, oh, God, you can tell it's middle of the day because my brain has gone. Uh, the guy from Bristol. Um, Callum Sheedy. Yeah. yeah. So, Sheedy was all singing, all dancing a couple of seasons ago. Um not in the squad now. His contract is up at the end of this season. I'm sure I'm sure I saw his contract is up at the end of this season. So if he wants to continue playing for Wales, he needs to come home. So, you know, where where does he then is there space anywhere for him if he comes home? Well that depends. Like say Owen Williams on a short term contract. Is it just cover or will he stay after this season? Could there be a slot there for him? Who knows? If oh, Sam see. Davis leaves the Dragons, he's out of contract. Mm. Um, I got a feeling he'll leave. I may be wrong, and I just got a feeling Sam Davis will move on. Mm. That would open the door for him to come to the Dragons because you could have him, JJ, and then you got Will Reed. But I, mean, it, I would say Cardiff, but then, well, I don't know because you got Jared Evans there, haven't you? But then looks That's like the other remission to move on. But then he's mm-hmm. the move on. So it's, it's a difficult one, yeah. To see, I mean, definitely, he's, he, he's a squad. Yeah, he's a quality player, but he's just out of form at the minute. Um, Hardly out of form, yeah. So, it's one of those ones. Does he take the chance and does he take the pay cut and come back to Wales on the the hope of regaining a bit of form and and forcing his way into the into the national reckoning? Would you come back to Wales at this current state? Well, if he wants the, to play for Wales, he, he should. Yeah, if he wants I'm, to play for Wales, if you've got international ambition, you do. You have to. Yeah. yeah. Owen Williams left. Yeah. Owen Williams left to chase the money. He got offered a massive contract with Leicester. Didn't work out for him then. He ended up at Gloucester. That didn't work out for him then. He, he ended up at Worcester. Japan, Did yeah. he go to yeah. Japan? He went to Japan as well, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he was a player that, was I think he was in the Welsh squad, and then he he didn't make uh, he wasn't the Scarlets number one outside half, you know, because we are Priestland, so he was always going to be behind Priestland. So he left and and is now back. But I I get the same kind of feeling that there are there are going to be a lot of players out there that go actually do I take the money or do I. Do I come and fight for a cap? And I'm not sure how many of them are going to want to to make their their mark in Wales, and how many of them are just going to go. You know, I'm fine. You know, Louis. It's Reece, interesting I'm... with those um, Bristol players you mentioned, like Callum Sheedy. Remember mm-hmm. Yoan Lloyd? You know, yeah, the, Lloyd master, the hype and yeah. all the fuss around Sheedy, and he was going to be the next ten, uh, ousting bigger, mm-hmm. and Yoan Lloyd. 
their frames have really died down ever nice since then. You know, Bristol aren't playing well at all either. No, no, they're not. Shout out quickly, a quick shout out to a Pembroke boy who is now the uh, the Wales assistant coach and an ex Osprey, Johnny Thomas. He's also been up. They did bring him in, did they? He's in as assistant yeah, coach. Yeah. today. All oh, right, okay, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. He is responsible for the contact area, is what they've said on the, the WRU website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when he was at Bristol. As uh, so, he was scrum and forwards coach at Bristol. He was he was doing really well, and then he went to Worcester, and it all kind of fell apart from him. Um, so, getting uh, he's been working as scrum and contact advisor at uh, Elin Trailfinders. Yeah. So you know, I see him on the back pitch every now and again. His nephew's uh, playing for junior team, so every now and yeah. again you're just walking around the back pitch and, and you're like, "Oh, the JT." But um, yeah, fingers crossed, he'll be able to do something. But yeah. I, I, I still can't see how Humphreys is. A, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't. I just don't understand how Humphreys is still there. Maybe it's a contract thing, and you know, the money to pay him off wasn't there, and his contract finishes after the World Cup, and after the World Cup, he might go then. Who knows? But yeah. Well, look, I think overall, guys, quite an exciting squad. Like I said, firepower, bit of them up front. Uh, really looking forward to the start of the Six Nations now. Mm. Gatland, we trust. We always have these debates with Gatlin squads, don't we? There's always those selections, yeah. but he yeah. knows what he's doing. His CV speaks for itself. I'm really looking forward to Six Nations. I think we're in a good position. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I am very hopeful. Yeah. Island uh, first up. Here we come. I, yeah, I, I, huge. I want to see what kind of game we're playing. I'll be honest. I, I, you know what I'm going to play? It's warm and ball, isn't it? That's yeah, what it's going to be. You know but Ireland worked it out. France worked it out. England worked it out. You know, uh, Scotland, uh, who's the defence coach now? Steve Tandy. Uh, do you know mm. what I mean? So it's not like people don't know how to work out Warren Ball. The and difference is, we're I gonna, think... But yeah, if we're going to kick the ball, yeah, say three kicking nines, three kicking tens, if we're going to be kicking the ball back to them, that world is a very different place from the last time we played Warren Ball. And you, you're, you've now got people who will sit back deep and run their ass off at you all game, whereas before it, it was a very different kind of setup. So that's my concern. If if we go back to that kicking game, which from the look of that squad, I think we will, that's my concern that people have worked out how to play and how to defend against that, and, and it won't be as easy as it was before. The difference, I think, this time around, we've probably got one of the best back rows in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm. If not the best back row available out of the names that are on that sheet, what we will do, and what I can guarantee we absolutely will do, we'll sing the anthem better than we ever have with Ken there, because Ken, Ken will have choir practice <laughs> at least twice a week yeah. before. And if anybody <laughs> thinks they're getting away with not belting that, that anthem out before, nah, Ken, Ken's having that. So that's the one bit I know will definitely change. So, yeah, all hell King Ken. Right, <laughs> King Ken. <laughs> right. Well, it was nice to see you again, gents. It was uh, yeah. it was lovely yeah. to have a have another catch up. So, uh, 
we'll do it again at some point. Yes, <laughs> is, is I've got work to do. Up. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> That's my lunch <laughs> over. <laughs> right. Oh. Okay, Steph. Have a good one. Speak to you again next week. All the best. All the best. All the best. Ta-da. Ta-da. Thank you for listening to this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it enough to come back next week and listen again. So please do subscribe, rate, and review the pod as it really helps us on most of the platforms that we appear on. You can keep the conversation going on Twitter and Facebook by searching for us or rap, W-R-R-A-P. Or you can email us on welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to do some more of the same. We hope you'll come and enjoy us. And in the meantime, enjoy your rugby. Sports Social Podcast Network.